Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 63, Minute 63. Hey everyone, it's Dan. Dr. Sickler uh, dropped a glass of milk. Well, it fell off the counter, and now he's going to answer the phone. Excitement! Listen. Yes, yes, what about him? No, exactly how to tell you this, but apparently he's a... Our killer, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Randalls. I think she said Randalls, right? Doesn't it sound like that? Mr. Tony Randalls, or... Oh, boy. So now we know the killer's name. And the killer, he's, uh... Ooh, leave you hanging there, folks. Leave you hanging, you know. Oh, sorry, I just kicked my dog by accident. I didn't realize it was under there. Sorry, George. They like to hang out while I'm recording. Uh, so this is this is um is an interesting minute because the th- I, the thing with the phone lines is I remember like I've said my sister had her own phone line and I, like when I was down in my room I couldn't hear her phone ring but if I was say up in the dining room or the living room near the stairs going up because I was I, I was down she they were up um and she had a door open, I could hear the phone ring. And it's very differentiated from, from the phone in the um, in the kitchen. Because we had, what, we had a phone in the kitchen. I think we had one in the den. We had one in the basement, I think. That sounds right. Uh, but but the weird thing about this is, like, that, that phone ringing is the, the, the phone in... The, the parents' line. So that's not Linda's line. That's not the house line. That's the phone of the parents' line, which is upstairs, down a hall. Can you, should you be able to hear that that well? That doesn't make sense to me because he goes to the phone where, that Chris answered, which, you know, I need an effing volume, and then it rings and she picks it up. And so he goes and he picks it up, and hello, and it keeps on ringing. So it's not that line. But wouldn't there be something to differentiate the lines? If you've got three lines, and they're set up to some central speaker that plays everywhere throughout the house. Do, do people do that? I mean, one. I don't. I was going to say maybe it's through the intercoms that they've got or something, but I don't see them using the uh, the intercoms at all. But it's funny. Does is that how it actually worked for for folks who had multiple phone lines? Because I don't remember it working like that. I don't remember like when the main phone ring rang in the house. Good old seventy six Kingsgate North and Arundel right outside of Rochester. You could hear it. 
throughout the house, the main line, because there were like three phones situated throughout the house. Now, if I was in my room, which was very far from the phones, and my windows were closed and the kitchen windows were closed, sometimes I couldn't hear the phone ring. Uh, but but do, if, the, if you've got a multiple line, if you've got a sister who has a line, does can you hear it throughout the whole house? I don't remember. I, I, I remember like thinking that that must be really annoying because my sister used to get phone calls all the time. So, so that can't be the way this works, can it? I don't know. I, I love when movies do things that are like, that's not the way life works. That's not the way that works, but it works for the movie. You know, like the dad pulling up in the driveway with the guy's car there and him not seeing it. He does some, as he's on the, as he picks up the phone, he's looking out at the swimming pool. He has some looks on his face, like, hmm, very stern looks. I'm, I'm thinking like, is he, is he thinking about the ladder in the car? Or does he see something out there at the pool that we don't know about? Did they drive a car to the pool? I don't know. Uh, the it's it's interesting that the the phone call way back near the beginning between Chris and Linda had that those really bad gaps in sound. You know what I mean? Like, hello, it's Chris. How are you? I'm okay. Why is your ma so mad? Because you called me. I'm and you know I'm sorry that terrible accent there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so that kind of, um, that was not edited very well sound wise, but this is edited sort of too sharp. Do you hear it? Something like, uh, something like, yeah, what's, what's going on? Well, there's a bit of a problem. What's the problem? You know, it's, it's a bit too clipped as it were, but then it doesn't cut back and forth between him and a nurse. And he does have the same sort of scrubs that, um, uh, that, um, uh, science was wearing with the writing. Uh, on the on the near the neckle region, Doctor Sickler's a hairy fella. Can I just say that? Do you think he has hair in his back? I don't know. He's he's missing it a bit at the top of his head, but I guess that happens to all of us in the end. Uh, well, all of us hairy guys. No, I'm actually not that hairy of a guy. I do what I can, but I'm Polish, and I don't think we get that hairy. Mm, uh, maybe we do, but yeah. So he's on the phone. It's too bad. I mean, I don't mean to be rude to the hospital, but he worked a full shift. He came home. He heard the bulletin. Wait a minute. Isn't the... Now I'm confused. The bulletin he heard at the beginning about the kill someone escaping, I thought he went back because of that. But when he called Miss... Okay, let's work this through. So he comes home from a shift. He sees the bulletin. Someone escaped. Do you know anything about this, Dr. Sickler? Well, I just don't know. And then he leaves and goes back to do another shift. Presumably, I thought he was going back to find out who, who it was who escaped what was going on but from the call he makes to mrs sickler a little while ago he said he's on some kind of suicide watch and then he gets home after that after working a full shift and then after working all night he comes back and he's immediately called within two minutes of being home and told that mr randall's has uh i presume we all it's going to be you know mr randall's has i don't know pooped his pants no mr randall has won the the lottery it's going to be mr randall has escaped because those straps, those invisible straps they've been holding him in with are, uh, aren't as good as they thought they were. But that just occurred to me. Yeah, the, the, someone's escaped, and then they're telling me, they're, I presume, like I said, they're, uh, they're going to tell him Mr. Randall says escape. Well, then, did someone, have two people escaped? Was science in there? I don't know. What? I don't... <sighs> yeah, it's, it's going through minute, but I, I knew this film was loopy. I knew this film was glorious and screwball, but 
it's getting loopier by the minute, isn't it? I mean, just, what the what in the hell? Huh. So, uh, Dr. Sickler show. But for all we sort of um, uh, giggle at the movie and have a good time with it, there is actually the, the previous shot, uh, the previous minute ended with Dr. Sickler walking into sort of the living room, dining room area w- with the phone. And that's actually a pretty nicely done tracking shot where the camera kind of goes back and it follows him over and then it pans around with him and kind of follows him down the hallway a bit. And then when he gets out of sight going up the staircase, the camera turns and we see the killer suddenly appear dragging, I think, Linda, dragging Linda towards towards the camera so it's really actually a nicely done tracking shot in there so let's not you know I, I say one of the the thing I love about this movie is sort of minute by minute second by second things are just just off just nuts um, but that that's actually a pretty good tracking shot that I never quite really noticed before and since it puts it all in real time there is a, there is a great feeling of you know Dr. Sickler's right there and the killer's right there and everything's being moved around and such and I like that. I like that. I think that works. Um, but now Dr. Sickler apparently is heading uh, back to the hospital. Poor guy. I mean, and he probably had a shift coming up anyways. Isn't there anyone else who can uh, to take over? I mean, is this really the way big city, like New Orleans hospital works? Is We got, we got one doctor and he comes in a lot. And he forgot the freaking orange juice. And there's still glass on the floor in the kitchen. He should probably clean that up because that room doesn't look like it gets a lot of sunlight this time of day and someone could go down it. Wait a minute. The killer is seen dragging the body out. I wonder if he dragged it over the glass. Dragged the body out of the kitchen into the living room area. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll see. Well, I Now, having said that, I don't know that they're going to say Mr. Randall's escaped. We'll hear that at the next minute, and you'll hear this now.